Hey guys, William Mayette, creator of Jazz Edge. Welcome to episode 38 of the Confident Improviser podcast. Today we are going to be talking about dominant motion. I'm going to give you some great examples of how you can utilize dominant motion in your arrangements to be able to make the harmony filled out a little bit more. Now, I have some exciting news. Uh, I'm going to be putting the video of future podcast episodes onto my YouTube channel. So just go to youtube.com slash jazz edge, or just do a search for the word jazz edge, J-A-Z-Z-E-D-G-E uh, on YouTube, and you will find the channel and you will see the Confident Improviser podcast. All right, so uh, let's uh, work on our dominant motion. So what we're gonna do is, I'm gonna utilize the uh, song Go Tell Aunt Rhody. It's a uh, classic uh, uh, folk tune. Let me just play it for you here. So here we go. Very simple, um, uh, you know, very simple uh, folk song, just utilizing a C major triad and a G7 chord. So uh, if you want to be able to see this, like I said, just go back to YouTube, do a search for Jazz Edge, and you'll find the Confident Improviser podcast. This, like I said, is episode 38, so you can see the music and all of that right on the screen. All right, so now, Real basic arrangement here, just a one chord to a five chord, a C chord to a G7 chord. We're in the key of C. So typical one five, one five, uh, you know, not, not, nothing all that, uh, you know, uh, mind blowing or special about this. Now, when you're trying to work on harmony and things like dominant motion, reharmonization, Folk songs like this are great because they're simple, usually most people know them, the melody is not all that difficult, and then there are not a lot of chords needed to make the song sound like the song. So in this situation, you really only need two chords, a C chord and a G chord. But now what about when we want to fill this out a little bit more? Well, this is where we could start to add in dominant motion. First of all, let's talk about what is dominant motion. So here I am, I'm in the key of C, I'm thinking about my C major scale, right? So C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, right? So all white notes, C major scale. Uh, first of all, we gotta start with our um, diatonic seventh chords. And our diatonic seventh chords, I have lessons on them on the Jazz Edge site, but real quickly, basically what we're doing is we're creating a seventh chord or a block chord, a four note chord built on each note of the scale using only notes from that scale. That's the important part. So that means that we're only gonna be using white notes in this case, since we're in the key of C, to build each of the chords. So what I do is I take my thumb, I put it on C, and I skip, 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 right? And I create a seventh chord, so I have C, E, G, and B. That's a C major seventh chord, or what we would call our one major seventh chord. The next chord is our two minor seventh chord. Our next chord is our three minor seventh chord. That's E, G, B, D. The, the two chord, by the way, is D, F, A, C. The three chord is E, G, B, D. Okay, that's my three minor. The four chord is F major seventh, or my four major seventh chord. Those notes are F, A, C, E. And then I get to my five chord, which is my dominant chord. We call this our five seven chord, or just the five chord. We know that it's dominant normally, and that is G, B, D, F. And then just to finish it out, the sixth chord is A minor, A, C, E, G. And then the seventh chord, we call it a seven minor seven flat five. Some people call it a seven half diminished. I personally like minor seven flat five. And those notes are B, D, F, and A, right? And then we get back to our one chord. So one major, two minor, three minor, four major, five, seven. 
6 minor, 7 minor, 7 flat 5, and then back to 1. So within each key, there is only one chord, which is our dominant 7th chord. Let's just do a real quick uh, shift here to the key of G. So we have one sharp in here, which is going to be F sharp, okay, even though it says flat up there, the virtual keyboard is set all to flats, all right? So that would be an F sharp, so there's my 1 major, 2 minor, 3 minor, 4 major, and my 5 chord is D, F sharp, A, and C. All right, so remember, I'm using the notes from that G major scale. So I wouldn't play F natural because that note is not in the key of G. So D7, or D, all right, so D7, D dominant seventh, is my five chord in the key of G. Let's do one more just to make sure you got it. F major uh, scale, F, G, A, B flat, C, D, E, and F. If I build my diatonic seventh chords, I have F major, G minor, because remember I'm utilizing that B flat. I wouldn't play a B natural because that's not in the key of F. Right? Then I have A minor, B flat major, and then finally C7 again with that B flat up top there. So C, E, G, B flat. So the five chord is my dominant chord and it's found within each key. So in Go Tell Aunt Rhody, we have the C chord and then we go to the G7 chord, right? That is my five seven chord. So this would be my one chord, the C, and then G7 is my five chord. So I can also look at this as, oh, it's the one chord, five, one, one, five, one. And you'll see that I'm just playing a very simple G7 chord with the third, the seventh, and the root. Playing a C major triad, and then the G7 chord with the third, the seventh, and the root. So that's B, F, and G. Okay? All right. So that's my dominant chord in the key of C. All right? So if I'm going to stay in the key of C, my five chord is my G7 chord, and that's my dominant chord. But guess what? I can utilize that dominant motion anywhere. So it doesn't have to just go back to my one chord. It could go to any other chord. It could go to a two chord, a three chord, a four chord, a five chord, a six chord. All right. So I can utilize that dominant motion. So what is dominant motion? Dominant motion is anytime you have a dominant chord that is resolving up a fourth or down a fifth, okay, to a target chord. Now I say up a fourth or down a fifth because it's really however you want to think about it, all right? So some people find it easier to, to think about going up a fourth. Some people find it easier thinking about it going down a fifth, all right? So whichever way is easiest for you to think about it, absolutely fine, all right? So now that means, like, let's just say I just took any old chord. Let's say I took uh, D7. Well, D7, uh, if I have that as my dominant chord, so D7 is a, a dominant seventh chord, where would that chord resolve? Well, I can go up a perfect fourth, and that would take me to G, or I could go down a perfect fifth, and that would take me once again to G. Now, there is another way in which you can find out that chord, which some people might find it a little bit easier. So if you're trying to figure out D7, where does D7 resolve? Well, start on D, don't count D, but go up by half steps. So D sharp, that's one, E is two, F is three, F sharp is four, and G is five. So if you count up five half steps, you'll also get to the resolution chord. Let's try a couple more, just to make sure you got it. A7, where would A7 resolve us to? Well, count up five pass ups, one, two, three, four, five, or go up a fourth or down a fifth, and then what, what is it gonna do? It's gonna take me, A7 is gonna take me to a D chord, all right? What about C7, all right? C dominant seventh, where would that lead me to? That would lead me to an F chord. 
I'll give you one more. You can uh, pause the uh, the video or the audio and just see if you can figure it out on your on your own. What about uh, B flat dominant seventh? B flat dominant seventh. Where would that resolve to? Like I said, go ahead and pause the audio or the video and see if you can figure it out on yourself. Uh, so we start on B flat. Count up five half steps, not counting the B flat. So we go B C C sharp D. E flat is my resolution chord. All right, now the resolution chord, what type of chord do we resolve into? For right now, it's best to think of resolving into a major, minor, or dominant seventh chord. Those are the three main uh, uh, quality of chord that you will resolve into from a dominant chord. So that means if I have B flat seven, I can resolve to an E flat major. If I have B flat seven, I can resolve to an E flat minor. If I have a B flat seven, I can resolve to an E flat dominant seventh, right? All right, so now, now that we have a better understanding of dominant motion, and like I said, if you really want to do more of a deep dive or if you still have questions about it, just do a search on the site for dominant motion and a bunch of uh, different lessons will come up uh, and it'll get explained to you in all different ways. So you'll definitely make sure that you know it. So now let's go through our dominant motion exercise number one. Now, what I have done is I have preceded my G7 chord with its dominant resolution chord. So now, this is what gets tricky for a lot of students, especially when we're talking about jazz, really any style of music, but in this case, we're talking about jazz and we're talking about harmonization, okay? Um, we always have to be looking ahead. So when we look ahead, we have to say, okay, we're starting on C. I'm not going to do a dominant chord going to C. No, because I've already played the C, right? So now the next chord I'm going to get to is my G7 chord, right? And it was typically in measure three. And what I did was I pushed that G7 chord in measure three from beat one to beat three of measure three. And now on beat one, I have a space that I could put a chord in here. I put in the chord D7. Why D7? Well, because D7 is the dominant chord that would resolve me to G7. So D7 resolves to G7. Now, some of you that already know some theory might say, well, wait a second, couldn't you also do D minor 7? You know, couldn't you uh, do a tritone substitution, all this other stuff? Sure, absolutely. You could do a lot of that other stuff as well. But for right now, we're only focusing on dominant motion. So let's stick with the dominant motion. Let's see what this sounds like with, with this in here now. So we have C, then I go to a D7, and then G7, and then C. Then back to C, and then back to my D7, G7, C. So you can hear how it really starts to fill out that harmony. And if I change the voicings around, I could get stuff like this. That's really nice, doesn't it? Having that D7 in there. So what has happened is I have delayed the resolution of the G7 chord because I moved it from beat one over to beat three. Okay, so I just shifted that chord over. Now you might be wondering, so wait a second, how do you know you can shift that chord over? Well, here's the deal. When you have G7 for an entire measure, that means that G7 is gonna work pretty much over all of those notes in that entire measure. Otherwise, they would have put a different chord in there, right, if, those, uh, if the G7 notes didn't work over the rest of the melody notes. So since it works for the entire measure, I can move it over. Oh, and by the way, you know what, I'm writing this in 2-4 uh, time. 
uh, I didn't put the key signature in, oh, I'm sorry, the time signature in this second example. So when I say that I moved it from beat one to beat three, I'm actually moving it from beat one to beat two in this case, right? If we were in four, four time, and then the G7 chord was lasting the entire measure, then yes, in that case, we'd be moving it to beat three. But in this case, since we're in two, four time, um, uh, the G7 chord only lasts for two beats. So in that case, I'm gonna just move it over to beat two versus beat three, because we're gonna have three beats in the measure. All right, so here we have D7 moving the G7, and then moving to C. Right, so now here's another example for you. Here's example number two. So let me play it for you and see if you could figure it out. Ah, lots going on in that second line. So I start with my C chord and I go to my D7 like I just did and then G7 and then C. But now here, rather than just playing C for two measures, I go C, then G7, right? Now why G7? Well, G7 is my dominant chord that leads me back to C. So rather than just staying on the C chord, I went from the one chord to the G7, the five seven, which leads me back to that C chord, right? So uh, now let's say the one chord was an F chord, right? So. You know, so in that case, I would end up playing F going to C7, then back to F. Because remember, we're in, like I'm just using it as an example, we're in the key of F, right? So we would go from F to C to F. Let's say I was in the key of G. I'd go from G to D to G. Let's say I was in the key of B flat. I'd go from B flat to F7, back to B flat, all right? All right, so anyway, we have my one chord back to the five, back to the one, and then now I go to A7. Now why did I do A7? Well, the next chord coming up is my D7, so I'm thinking, I'm looking ahead, I'm saying, okay, I'm going to D7, so now what is the dominant chord that would resolve me to D7? Okay, again, always have to be looking ahead, right? We're always looking ahead here. So the chord, the dominant chord that would lead me to D7 is A7. So A7 leads me to D7, D7 leads me to G7, and G7 leads me to C. So I have this extended dominant motion going on. A7 to D7 to G7. So we have C, G, C, A, D, G, and then C. You also notice that sometimes, you know, I don't even have to even necessarily play the G7 as a dominant chord. I don't even have to play the D chord as a dominant chord or the A as a dominant chord. I can just play them as major triads. I can do this. And a lot of times what will happen is some of the melody notes might pick up that dominant sound, like in the case of the D7 here, when I play that C, I hit the uh, dominant sound. When I'm playing the A7, when I just play it as a triad, right, it's just an A chord. And it's okay, you don't have to have that dominant seventh in there if you don't want to. So there's a way in which you could kind of tweak that dominant motion so that you could still have the root of the chord, right, be the dominant motion, so A7, but rather than playing the dominant seventh, you could just play it as a major triad. What that does is it just kind of softens the sound a little bit, and because those dominant chords are quite biting because they have that tritone interval in them. Right? There's that tritone interval in that dominant chord, which creates a lot of tension. 
So to get rid of that tension, you can just play it as a major triad, right? So and that, doing that in the second line here. C, A, B, G, C. Like I said, some of the melody notes will start to pick up the dominant sound. So here on the G7, when I go to the F, well, that gives me the dominant sound. Here on the D7, when I go to the C, that gives me the dominant sound as well. But on the A and the G here, uh, I end up not having any dominant sound. I was just playing them as a major triad. But like I said, that's just an option. You know, if you want to play it with the dominant sound. Okay. All right, so that is your dominant motion. Now, a great way of practicing this is just pick a target note and try and quickly decipher and say what the dominant chord should be that leads you to that target note. So let's just pick any old target note. Uh, e flat. All right, well, what's the dominant chord that takes you to E flat? Like I said, you can pause the video or the audio if you want a chance to answer for yourself before I answer for you. Well, the answer is B flat 7. B flat 7 leads me to E flat. Okay, what if I wanted to go to A flat? What's the dominant chord that would lead me to A flat? Well, think about it. Count up five half steps or go up a perfect fourth or down a perfect fifth, and what do you get? You end up getting E flat seven. So E flat seven would take me to my uh, A flat seven chord. Now, I also have a, I'm just trying to find my circle of fifths chart here, okay? So uh, with my circle of fifths, if you take a look at the circle of fifths here, you'll notice that I have in here, dominant motion is going to the left. So when you go to the right in circle of fifths, you're moving by fifths, right? When you go to the left in your uh, circle of fifths or counterclockwise in the circle of fifths, that gives you your circle of fourths. It also gives you your dominant motion. So that means like if you're trying to figure out the target of D, well go to the right uh, in the circle of fifths, A7 leads to D, D7 leads to G, G7 leads to C, C7 leads to F, F7 leads to B flat, B flat 7 leads to E flat, E flat 7 to A flat, A flat 7 to D flat, D flat 7 to G flat, and then uh, F sharp 7 or G flat 7 leading to C flat or B, right? So it makes it a, a little bit easier to be able to see it visually utilizing that circle of fifths. Okay, so now if you enjoy this lesson and this uh, podcast episode, please let me know what topics you would like to hear about in the podcast. There's two ways in which you could do this. The best way is go to theconfidentimproviser.com slash survey. Just quickly fill out that form there. And then um, uh, I will put, uh, you know, your ideas into, uh, into the list and they might get uh, on the next podcast episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can also just leave a comment below this video with any of your questions or a comment and say, hey, look, I would love to hear about X, Y, and Z on the next podcast episode, all right? So two ways in which you could do it. Go to the survey, theconfidentimproviser.com slash survey, or simply go to youtube.com slash jazzedge, find this podcast episode, and then leave a comment on the, uh, on the video in YouTube. I'll see that as well, and I will add uh, your ideas to the list. Remember, if you uh, find the episode on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and turn on notifications. That way you'll easily be able to see 
uh, when I uh, release the next episode. And then, of course, uh, for all of my members, feel free to join me every other Thursday for my Jazz Edge Core training. You can ask me questions about the podcast then. And of course, also every Tuesday is uh, my Jazz Edge coaching for my Jazz Edge students. All right, so that's it. Hope you enjoyed this podcast episode, and I'll see you guys in the next lesson.